بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين اللهم صلي على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تمسك بسنته إلى يوم الدين ثم أما بعد ولله الحمد we continue going over the explanation of Hadith Jibreel which is the second Hadith in Arba'een al-Nawawiyyah in the 40 Hadith of Imam al-Nawawi rahimahullah ta'ala <coughs> we had reached the portion of the Hadith which deals with the belief in the Malaika the belief in the angels and this is this is the second pillar from the pillars of Iman. From the pillars of Iman. Or as they translate it as the articles of faith. So this is the second uh, article from the articles of faith. The Shaykh, Shaykh Saleh al-Fawzan, he says, Al-Imanu bil-Malaika belief in the angels تُؤْمِنُوا بِأَنَّهُمْ خَلْقٌ مِنْ خَلْقِ اللَّهِ He said we believe that they are a creation from Allah's creation وَمِنْ جُنُودِهِ خَلَقَهُمُ اللَّهُ مِنَ النُّورِ And they are also the soldiers the armies of Allah Ta'ala and Allah Ta'ala He created the angels from light Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala He created the angels from light كَمَا جَاءَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ as it comes in a hadith and this hadith has been collected by Muslim by Imam Muslim رحمه الله تعالى and it's from the hadith of our mother Aisha رضي الله تعالى عنها when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he mentioned therein خُلِقَتْ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مِنْ نُورٍ The angels, they were created from light. وَخُلِقَ الْجَانُّ مِنْ مَارِجًا مِنْ نَارٍ And that the jinn, they were created from a smokeless fire. وَخُلِقَ آدَمْ مِمَّا وُصِفَ لَكُمْ And Adam was created from that which has been described to you. From that which has been described to you. Again, this hadith has been collected by Imam Muslim in his Sahih on the authority of our mother Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Malaika, the word malaika, general, malik. It is the plural of malik. Of angel. The singular is Malik. The plural is Malaika. Angels. Naam. Wal Malik, who are Rasul? The angels, they are messengers. They are messengers. La'anna Malaika Rasulun min Allah Ta'ala. Because the angels, they are messengers from Allah Ta'ala in ibadi to his, to his slaves, from the human beings. To his slaves, from the human beings. Naam. قال الله تعالى 
Allahu yasbafi min al-malaika rusulan wa min al-nas that Allah Ta'ala he has chosen from the angels messengers and likewise from mankind messengers and this ayah it can be found in surah al-hajj in his verse 75 so again that surah al-hajj in his verse 75 you got that surah al-hajj 75 Khair. So again, if we had to make bullet points for the class, right? We want to start by saying the malaika are what? They are created from light. Right? They were created from light. They are uh, a creation from Allah Ta'ala's creation. They are creatures from Allah Ta'ala's creation. And they are created from light. As it comes in a hadith of our, of our mother Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha And that which has been collected uh, by Muslim Because this is the dalil This is the dalil Because someone comes and they say How would you know the malaika are made from light? Because such knowledge is from what? It's from the ghayb, it's from the unseen Right? So in order to have or to say such a thing Then you will need a proof and evidence Because none of us knows the unseen None of us has any information about the unseen but the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Allah subhanahu wa taala, He shares with His messengers what He pleases to share with them from knowledge of the unseen. So Allah taala, He has informed the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam that the angels they're made from light. So the only way we can know this is from wahi, is from revelation. It's the only way we can know what the angels are created from is from revelation. Now, so to say such a thing, the angels are made from light, then it will necessitate. We need a proof. What's the proof? The proof is this hadith from Sahih Muslim. This hadith from Sahih Muslim. That verily the angels have been created from light. But yeah. Uh, and the angels are messengers. This would be another bullet point we would like to add. But yeah. And the angels, they are very types. And that the angels, they have different types. They have different jobs and functions and responsibilities. Uh, and each of these types has a function has a function and a responsibility and a job that is particular to them. A job that Allah Ta'ala, He has entrusted them with. A job that Allah has entrusted them with. Naam. And then the shaykh, he brings some examples. So you want to have this down. Jibreel, alayhi salatu wassalam, muwakkalun bil wahi. That Jibreel, his job, his responsibility is to bring down the revelation. His responsibility, his job is to bring down the revelation. Okay, so again, this is the responsibility of who, ya jama'ah? Jibreel, alayhi salatu salam. Wa Mika'il, alayhi salatu salam, muwakkalun bil qatr wa nabat. Okay, so that's Mika'il, alayhi salatu salam. His job and is, is that he's entrusted with the rain and the vegetation. The rain and the vegetation. This is the responsibility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon who? Mikail alayhi salatu wassalam. Wa israfil alayhi salatu wassalam. Muwakkalun bin nafkhi fussur. 
His job, his responsibility is to blow into the horns. This is Naam. Israfil. His responsibility, Israfil. Naam. Israfil. His responsibility and his job is to blow into the horns. Or to blow into the horn. Naam. And this will take place when? Judgment day. Naam. And the Qiyam Sa'ah. When the hour is established. So this is his job. وَمِنْهُمْ and from, and from the angels مَلَكُ الْمَوْتِ is the angel of death مَوَكَّلٌ بِقَبْضِ الْأَرْوَاحِ He has been entrusted with the responsibility of taking the souls and again this is who? مَلَكُ الْمَوْتِ now the angel of death he has been entrusted in his responsibility his job is to take the souls is to take the souls at the time of death Naam. Yeah, I mean, there come some narrations that bear his name, and the ulama they differ with regards to the authenticity of these narrations. Now, but what's, well, what comes that is confirmed is that he refers to as Malakumut, the angel of death. Now, وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ هُوَ مُوَكَّلٌ بِالْأَجْنَّةِ فِي بُطُونِ أُمَّهَاتِ الْأُمَّهَاتِ and from them, from the angels, and this is important to understand. Is that from the angels we believe in the angels, right? Those of them who we know their names, and those of them who we don't know their names. Those of them who we know their jobs, and those of them who we don't know their jobs. For the ones who we know their names and their jobs and the like, we believe in them specifically. And those of them who we don't know their names and we don't know their jobs, we believe in them in general, generally. We believe in all the angels. Now, so they're from the angels, those who we know their jobs, we don't know their names. Like these ones that are mentioned now. As the Shaykh he says, and from them, there are those angels who they are entrusted with the fetus in the, in the stomachs of the mothers, of the pregnant mothers. Naam. That they are angels that are entrusted with the fetuses. As it comes in a hadith, Sadiq al-Masduq. Naam. This is the, 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 the dalil for this particular point. Hadith Sadiq Masduq that has been collected by Al-Bukhari Muslim. Where the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he informs us of uh, the stages of, uh, or he mentions to us from the stages of the creation of the human being. As the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he explained, "Inna ahadukum yujma' khalq," that verily one of you, each of you, his khalq, yani his uh, creation is brought together in the stomach of his mother, fi batn ummihi, in the stomach of his mother. أَرْبَعِينَ يَوْمًا نُطْفَةً ثُمَّ يَكُونُ مُضْغَةً مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ ثُمَّ يَكُونُ أَعْفُوًا ثُمَّ يَكُونُ عَلَقَةً مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ ثُمَّ يَكُونُ مُضْغَةً مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ That for 40 days he's in the belly of his mother as a nutfa. Then he becomes an alaq. Then he becomes an alaq مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ مِثْلَ ذَلِكَ meaning for the same period of time. Then he becomes like a clot of blood. So the nutfa, this is the, the mixture of the fluids. Now the mixture of the fluids and the like. Then we are in this state for forty days, and then we become like a clot of blood, right? And we're in this state for forty days. Then we become like a a, a mudra, a mudra. This is when the fetus starts to take take a, a meaty like shape, and the, the the spinal cord of the fetus looks as if it's been bit with these teeth from here to here. You'll see the spinal cord looks like it's, it's, uh, it's been 
the impressions of teeth. And this is why it's been described as a mudra. Now this within itself is a proof to the truthfulness of the messengership of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. Because during that time there was no way that he وسلم, could have described the mudra, the fetus, to such an accurate description. Right? When he didn't have anything with technology that he would be allowed to see it. Right? But he had something better than all of that, which was what was that the one who created the mudra, the one who created the mudra, huh, had informed the Prophet وسلم, how it looks. Uh, after this period of time, so we have what? 40, and then we have 40, then we have 40, which equals what? 120. So after 120 days, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, ثُمَّ يُرْسِلُوا إِلَيْهِ malik. Then an angel is sent to the fetus. Naam. Then the angel is sent to the fetus. فَيُنْفَخُ فِيهِ And the soul is put into the fetus. The soul is put into the fetus. So from the responsibilities of these angels, who we know their functions, we know their jobs, but we don't know their names. Naam is that it's from their responsibility to place the soul inside of the fetus after 120 days. To place the soul inside the fetus after 120 days. And this is why the ulama, as a side point, they explain that any pregnancy that is lost, any miscarriage that is lost after 120 days, then you have to uh, wash the, the, yani the fetus and you have to shroud it and make janazah over it because it's a human being. Prior to the soul being placed inside of the fetus, it's not considered a human being. Because a human being, it consists of body and soul. It consists of body and soul. So prior to the soul being placed inside of it, then it is yet to be a human. That makes sense? So any, any miscarriage that takes place after that point, right, then we have to uh, wash the body, shroud it, and pray over it in the light. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. So he puts inside the soul. What you ma be kalimat and the order with 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 the writing of four things. They write down his provisions, the provisions that that individual have throughout the span of his life. Wa and it writes down the uh, the lifespan that that person uh, will have. Right. Wa amene and writes down the actions that that person will do. شَقِيٌّ وَشَقِيٌّ أَوْ سَعِيدٌ And it writes down whether or not the person in the end will be of those who are miserable or those who are happy. Now of course all of this, they're writing it down according to the command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah informs them what to write and they write. Now, this is important to understand. The hadith, it goes on. It's a tremendous hadith. It's hadith number four. And Arba'in and Nawiyyah, Bismillah ta'ala, we will come to this hadith and go through it in a more detail. But in any event, this is a proof about these angels who write down these particular things and who put the soul on the side of the human being. This is their job, this is their responsibility. And from the angels, you have those angels who their responsibility, they have been in charge with the responsibility of writing down the actions of the sons of Adam and the daughters of Adam as well. They write down our actions. 
as Allah Ta'ala he explains and verily you have over you angels who safeguard and they protect hmm? they safeguard and they protect in everything they're noble and they're writing they're noble and they're writing they know what you're doing right? because these are the angels that have been uh, commissioned to go with the human being throughout the course of his life and to write down his deeds, to write down his actions. The uh, the Salaf they used to say, even they would write down the uh, the the moans of the one who is 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 is, is sick or who is ailing. Every ah e oh, they write it all down. It's all recorded. Not a single statement comes out except that is written down. Now. And this is their responsibility to write down the deeds of the children of Adam. They have actions of which they have been entrusted with, or jobs and responsibilities that they have been entrusted with, and these jobs and responsibilities in which they carry out to the fullest extent. Jundun min jundin la, and they are the armies from the armies of Allah. Wahum min alim al ghayb, aladhi la narauha, ala narahum, walakinna nu'minu bi wujudihim. These are from the world of the unseen. We don't see them, but we believe in them, in their existence. We believe in them, and we believe in their existence. Wa nu'minu. بأعمالهم التي ذكر الله جل وعلا أنهم يقومون بها بأمره سبحانه وتعالى and we believe in their actions we believe in their jobs of which Allah Taala has mentioned that He has uh, placed upon them and in which they they fulfill uh, in accordance to the command of Allah سبحانه وتعالى لا كمن حرف في الملائكة we're not like those who have gone astray with, with regards to their belief in the angels. فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ عَادَ بَعْضَهُمْ And you have from human beings those who actually, they take as enemies some of the angels. كَالْيَهُودِ Like the Jews. يُعَادُونَ جِبْرِيلِ They take Jibreel as an enemy. وَيَقُولُونَ And they say, the Yahud, they say, Jibreel aduwuna. They say Jibreel, he is our enemy. لو كان الذي نزل على محمد غير جبريل لآمنا به. They say if the angel that came down to Muhammad was another angel, an angel other than Jibreel, then we would have believed in Muhammad. لكن لما كان الذي نزل عليه جبريل فنحن لا نؤمن به. They said, but since the one who comes down upon Muhammad is Jibreel. Then we don't believe in him. لِأَنَّ جِبْرِيلَ عَدُوُّنَا Because Jibreel is our enemy. أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنْ هَذِي الْكَلَامِ Why did you say that? Why did you say that? The Yahud, they hate Jibreel. The Yahud, they hate Jibreel. Now, because in the past, the angel that would come down, that would punish Bani Israel was Jibreel Because of their sins, because of their crimes, because of their weakness. But they blame who? They blame Jibreel. They should blame themselves. They blame Jibreel. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He refused the Jews 
Because when they came to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and they said this, um, who is the angel that brings down? Because they asked the Prophet a number of questions to 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 see whether or not he was a prophet, based upon the prophecies that were contained in their books. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he answered every question correctly, every question, um, fulfilling the prophecy of which they were foretold. And then the last one they said, and who is the angel that brings down the wahi to you? He said Jibreel. And that's when they made this statement. Saying, claiming how they hate Jibreel. They love Mikail, but they hate Jibreel. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refuted them. Allah ta'ala sent down an ayah refuting them. An ayah that will be read by the Muslims until Yawm Al-Qiyamah, refuting the, the Yahud for this statement and the hatred of Jibreel and those who are like them. The, uh, Allah Ta'ala, He says, قُلْ مَا كَانَ أَعْدُوهُ لِلْجِبْرِيلِ فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ عَلَىٰ قَلْبِكَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ وَمُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ وَهُدًا وَبُشْرًا لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ مَنْ كَانَ أَعْدُوهُ مَنْ 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 كَانَ أَعْدُوهُ لِلَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَالرُّسُلِ وَجِبْرِيلَ وَمِيكَالِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَدُوٌ لِلْكَافِرِينَ Allah Ta'ala, He says, and say to them, قُلْ Say to them, O Muhammad, مَنْ كَانَ عَدُوٌ لِلْجِبْرِيلِ That whoever is an enemy of Jibreel, فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ Then verily he, Jibreel, he sends down or he uh, comes down with uh, the revelation. عَلَى قَلْبِكَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ he brings the revelation down to you, down to your heart, by the permission of Allah. You see? So they're hating Jibreel, whom Allah Ta'ala sent down to the Prophet He's coming down by the permission of Allah, bringing down that revelation, مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ Which is a, uh, a confirmation of that which they have between his hands. وَهُدًا وَبُشْرًا لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ And a guidance and a glad tidings for the believers. Naam. Then Allah Ta'ala he says, Whoever is an enemy of Allah, whoever is an enemy of Allah, and whoever is an enemy of his angels. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentioned the khas ba'd al-am. Because he mentions the malaika, right? Which is am. And then after the mentioning of the am, of the general, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He mentions the specific, the khas, the specific. So Allah ta'ala, He says, that whoever is the enemy, مَا كَانَ عَدُوًا لِلَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَجِبْرَيْلِ وَمِيكَائِلِ نعم, وَمِيكَالِ عفوا. جِبْرَيْلِ وَمِيكَالِ That whoever is the enemy of, of, uh, of, uh, of Allah and of the angels, عفوًا وَرُسُولِهِ and of his messengers, وَجِبْرَيْلِ وَمِيكَائِلِ or وَمِيكَالِ And he's the enemy of Jibreel and the enemy of Mikal, meaning Mikail. Naam. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَدُوٌ لِلْكَافِرِينَ The very Allah is the enemy of those who disbelieve. The very Allah is the enemy of those who disbelieve. Naam. So this here is a clear refutation upon those who hate Jibreel. Those who hate Jibreel, then these are who? These are the kuffar. According to Allah Ta'ala's statement, مَنْ كَانَ عَدُونَ لِلَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَةِ وَرُسُلِهِ وَجِبْعِيلِ وَمِيكَالِ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ عَدُونَ لِلْكَافِرِينَ Then verily Allah, He is the enemy of the disbelievers. So whoever is the enemy of Allah, and of the angels, and of the messengers, 
and of Jibreel, وَمِيكَانَ Then verily Allah is the enemy of the disbelievers. Naam. You have others from mankind who are like the Yahud in the hatred of Jibreel alayhi salatu salam. وَهُمُ And they are the Shia. The Shia, ayyubhan, مَنْ يُعَادِ جِبْرِيلًا تَأَثَّرًا بِالْيَهُودِ The Shia, they also take Jibreel as an enemy. They have enmity for Jibreel salam, And this is in their uh, being affected and influenced by the Jews. فَيَقُولُوا So they say, إِنَّ الرِّسَالَ لِعَلِيٍ لَكِنْ جِبْرِيلَ خَانَ وَأَعْطَاهَا لِمُحَمَّدٍ أَعُوذُ بِاللَّهِ they said that verily the messengership, the prophethood, it was supposed to go to Ali. But Jibreel, والسلام, he betrayed the trust and instead he gave it to Muhammad. And this is why you will find them saying, Khana, 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 Amana. He betrayed the trust, he betrayed the trust, he betrayed the trust, meaning. Jibreel They say he betrayed the trust because he gave the messengership to Ali. I mean to Muhammad sallallahu was supposed to go to Ali. A'udhu billah min hadha kalam. Naam. We seek refuge in Allah from this kalam. So they take Jibreel as an enemy. Naam. How do they come up with that? Hmm? How do they come up with that? That aqeedah. That, that, that yani, you will find that the Shia... They were started by an individual by the name of Abdullah who was a who was Yahudi, who was a Jew. And he wanted to destroy Islam from within. So he came up with this ideology centered around the personality of Ali. Uh, uh, and he brought the likes of these these beliefs. He brought the likes of these beliefs. Now I mean, if you do a comparison between the beliefs of the Shia and the beliefs of the uh, of the, the Yahud, you will find so many similarities. So many similarities. Now, uh, this is one of them. This is one of the similarities that the hatred of Jibreel alayhi And even in the time of Ali, when they came with this, Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he had them executed. Because they came to Ali, and they said, Antahua, Antahua, Antahua. They said, you're him, you're him, you're him. So Ali, of course he didn't know what they were talking about. He said, and I'm an. He said, and I'm who? He said, Antaladi la ilaha ghayru. They say, you're the one who there's no, or nothing that has a right to worship the truth except for him. Trying to call him Allah. So Ali, he ordered, he commanded that they be captured. He said, capture these ones. And he, and he dug it, he had a ditch built, had a, a fire kindled, and he threw them all in. He threw them all in. Nah? The Sahaba, unanimously, all agreed that they should be executed. Nah? But you have from the Sahaba those who said that you, you wasn't supposed to kill them or with fire. He was supposed to kill them with fire. According to the hadith of the Prophet Wasallam, That no one punishes with the fire except the Lord of the fire. So they said this was incorrect that you executed them by burning them. But you should have nonetheless executed them. They all agreed about that. They all agreed about that. Because a lot of people, even though we know these beliefs, we still have a lot of people say that, oh well, they still say the, the shahada tame, but you just prove that they don't even say the shahada tame because they don't even believe that the Prophet should have been the Prophet. Right, you have from them those who, I mean, you have different various types of Shia. Yeah. But you have from them like the Rafidah, the Rafidah, the ulama, they make takfir on the Rafidah. They say Rafidah, the Kufar. Naam. 
And then you also have from them like the Zaydiyya, the Zaydiyya, like, like those mostly in Yemen. Uh, the ulama, they say they're still within the fold of Al-Islam. They, they, they are straight, no doubt. But they're still within the fold of Al-Islam. Like all types of bid'ah, uh, going back to the statement of Imam Ibn Qayyim, bid'ah, its origin is from kufr and is returning back to it. So you can see how these things are very, very, very dangerous. Are very dangerous. Naam. Allah Are those the particular this is from their beliefs now. Uh, uh, now, and then you have, like I said, and then you have from the Shia as well those who say that Ali is Allah. Yeah. This is this is this is clear, clear misguidance. But in any event, from the misguidances, from the many misguidances, is that they also take as an enemy Jibril alayhi salatu wasalam. But again, just as to reiterate, Allah Taala says in Surah Al-Baqarah. In verse number 97 and 98, Muhammad that whoever is the enemy of a Jibreel, then verily it is he, Jibreel, uh, who brings down the revelation upon your heart by the permission of Allah, which is a confirmation of that which is between his hands and a guidance and a glad tidings to the believers. And whoever is the enemy of Allah and of his angels and of his messengers and of Jibreel wa Mikal, then verily Allah is the enemy of the kuffar, is the enemy of the disbelievers. So again, that's Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 97 and verse 98. Women and Nas, and also from mankind who have erroneous beliefs in the Malaika, khususan, uh, specifically, Al-Mushrikeen, the uh, polytheists, May Yaqulu are those who say Al Malaika Banatullah. They say that the angels they are the daughters of Allah. And you see that this that this belief has been uh, passed down to other cultures, other people, right? Uh, in it that they will depict the angels as being women. They will depict the angels as as being uh, women. You'll find this a lot. Now, I mean, this is not correct, this is not the case. Uh, the Shaykh goes on and he says uh, that Allah Ta'ala, He explains with regards to that which these individuals they sing. Allah Ta'ala, He says, And they make the Malaika whom they are the servants of Ar Rahman, the most beneficent. They make them feminine, or they call that they say that they're feminine, and that they're females. He says, and, and he said, is it is it such that he Allah will have nothing but daughters, uh, but you all will have sons, right? Allah Taala He also mentions in another part of the Quran about the mushrikeen because they used to look down upon women the polytheists huh? in pre-islamic times and even now still to this day they look down upon women so having a having a, a daughter was a bad thing for them 
A'udhu Billah. So based upon this concept, Allah Ta'ala, He refused them. Allah Ta'ala, He says, وَإِذَا بُشِرَ أَحَدَهُمْ بِالْأُنْثَى ظَلَّ وَجْهُهُ مُسْوَدًّا وَهُوَ كَظِيمٌ And if one of them is given the tidings that he will be having a daughter, or that he has just had a daughter, he said, then his face darkens, and he's filled with grief. Huh? Then Allah Ta'ala, ثُمَّ قَالْ أَيَجْعَلُونَ لِلَّهِ مَا يَكْرَهُونَ وَتَصِفُوا أَلْسِنَتُهُمْ الْكَذِبَ أَنَّ لَهُمُ الْحُسْنَ He says, are, do, are they uh, attributing to Allah that which they hate for themselves while claiming that they have with them that which is better than what Allah has? You see? Allah utilizes this concept to refute them. Okay, you're saying that girls are a bad thing. And girls are not a bad thing. But for argument's sake, you're saying girls are a bad thing, so you, re- you are referring what you call a bad thing to Allah and, and, and claiming for yourself that which is better than what Allah has. To show the, to show the foolishness of this, of this type of mentality. Because the reality is that the angels, huh? we have not been informed that they have a gender. We have not been informed that they have a gender. All we know is that when they manifest, when they come down, they come down in the form of men. And we know that they have never come down in the form of women. And the proof of this is many. Now, when the angel Jibreel, like in this hadith, when he came to the Prophet, he came in the form of a man. But here, the angel Jibreel, or the angels, when they, when, they, when they come down, they come down in the form of men. Like that angel that came down to our mother Maryam, he came as a man. Right? And it startled her because she was pious, she was chaste, she was righteous. It startled her that this strange man would be there. So she sought refuge in Allah from this man. She didn't know it was an angel because it came in the form of a man, looking like a man. All she knows is a strange man here. So she sought refuge in Allah from this angel. The point is, is that if the angels were going to come down as a woman, if ever they were going to come down as a woman, this would have been a perfect opportunity in a suitable situation for them to come as a woman, so then she wouldn't have been startled. But she was startled. Right? But never because it came as a man, but then it informs her what it was, that it was an angel coming to give her glad tidings of what? Of Asa, that she will become pregnant with Asa, and for further, you can go back to Surah Al-Maryam and you see this. But the angels, they never came down in the form of females. Right? For wisdom, that is with Allah Ta'ala. They never came down in the form of females. But when they came down, they came down in the form of men. But the mushrikun, they used to allege that Allah Ta'ala, He uh, has daughters and these daughters are His angels. وَقَالَ Allah Ta'ala أَصْطَفَ الْبَنَاتِ عَلَى الْبَنِينَ مَعَلَكُمْ كَيْفَ تَحْكُمُونَ أَفَلَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Allah Ta'ala, He says, huh? And has He chosen daughters over sons? Huh? Meaning, He Allah. And has He Allah chosen daughters over sons? This is what you're claiming? Allah Ta'ala, He says, مَعَلَكُمْ What's wrong with you? كَيْفَ تَحْكُمُونَ How are you judging? With, with what are you judging? How are you judging? أَفَلَا تَذَكَّرُونَ Would you not think? Would you not use your brains? Huh? The Shaykh, He says, فَإِذَا كُنْتُمْ لَا تَرُضَوْنَ الْبَنَاتِ Showing, yani, refuting the, the understanding of the mushrikun. That if you are polytheists, if, you don't, if you're not pleased with daughters, yani, for yourself, 
and you hate them, kafa tawsibunahunna illallah jalla wa'ala. How are you going to refer? How are you going to connect them to Allah Taala? How are you connecting to Allah something which you yourselves don't like? Does that make any sense? You're saying it's bad for humans, but then you then you, you relate it to Allah to show the philosophy, to show the, the fallacy of their of their of their understandings. The Shaykh he says, "Ma Allah lam walada." He said, "Because Allah has not chosen children. Allah doesn't have a son. He doesn't have daughters. Period. Allah doesn't have a son. He doesn't have daughters." Now. So I don't want no one to say, well, well, Allah don't have daughters and think he has a son. No, Allah don't have no son and he doesn't have any daughters. Okay? The Shaykh, he says uh, that this was, was, was presented to them, min bab al-rad alayhim. That this argument was presented to them as such from the standpoint of refuting their foolishness. Not from the standpoint of justifying or agreeing to their false premise and their false assumptions that girls are bad. Nah, girls are not bad. And this is why when Islam came, Islam gave victory to women's rights. It gave victory to women's rights. They would bury their children. They would bury their, their, their female uh, uh, babies in Jahiliyyah. Out of fear of what they might do. They would bury, they would kill their babies, their female children. Islam came and prohibited this. Now. Nah. And there's so many examples of how Islam gave women rights, gave them the rights to own land, gave them the rights to have yeah, uh, possessions and, and ownership of, the, of their possessions and the like, uh, gave them true freedom, honored them, put them in a, in a high status that was unprecedented when it came to the, the, uh, the, the, the culture of, and, and the culture of Jahiliyyah. They didn't have such a status in Jahiliyyah. They didn't have such a protection. They didn't have such a high standing and the like. But Islam came and Islam should it show that the woman, she is the twin brother of the man. Whatever is applicable to the man is applicable to the woman unless the Sharia specifies that there is a difference in that particular case. Now, if there is no specification of a difference in this particular affair, then what's applicable to the man is applicable to the women. You didn't have this in any society during those times. This was a time when you still had the Kufar in Europe debating on whether or not women even had souls. They used to say that they were, they were property. They were just objects like this mic that could be possessed. They debated whether or not they even had souls. Now, they say yes, they're alive, but maybe they're alive like animals and the like. They used to debate this. Islam came and gave and a victory to the rights of the women. So all this women live and all this stuff like that, this is actually bringing oppression to the women. That which brings victory to women's rights is Islam. It's Islam. Because in Islam, she has a normal and a special and an honored place in Islam. She has rights that are uncompared to any uh, rights that the, that the, that the Kufa women say they have. And the reality of it is, is that you will find that the, that the Kufar women, they are jealous of the Muslim women. They are jealous of the Muslim women. I've heard more than one Kafir lady saying, once hearing about the situation of the Muslim women, huh? I wish I had it like that. That's what they say. I wish I had it like that. They say, subhanAllah, if you make money, your money belongs to you, and you don't have to pay any bills, and your husband still has to pay bills, even though you might even make more money than him, he still has to spend his money on you and you don't have to spend none of your money on him or the household or anything. So what's your money is your money and he still got to pay for you too. They say, I wish I had it like that. I wish I had it like that. Huh? He pampers you, he takes care of you. I don't know how many of the Kufa women say to the Muslim women, you are spoiled. You're spoiled. 
You don't, you're not required to do anything. You do if you want to. If you don't want to, then you don't have to. And you're taken care of and you're pampered. They say you're spoiled. I wish I had it like that. Now, I wish I had it like that. You see? This is the reality of the situation. So this is a good reminder for our Muslim sisters. Praise Allah Ta'ala. Praise Allah Ta'ala for the ni'mah that Allah Ta'ala has bestowed upon you. Now, this is where this, the likes of these refutations come from. It's, it's attacking their argument. It's not giving justification to it, uh, but it's attacking it uh, to show the falseness of the likes of these arguments and the like. Now, the reality is that Allah Ta'ala, He doesn't have any children. He doesn't have any children. Allah Ta'ala, He's greater than that. Because they are from mankind, those who say that Allah has children, like the Nasara, like the Christians. They say, Al-Masih ibn Maryam ibn Allah, a'udhu billah. They say that Jesus, the, the Messiah, the son of Maryam, Isa, salam, he is the son of Allah. A'udhu billah. So they relate and they connect to Allah, they attribute to Allah a son, an ibn, a son. Uh, and then you find the mushrikun, they attribute to Allah daughters. Right? The Christians attribute to Allah son. The polytheists, they attribute to Allah daughters. And then you have from the kuffar, those who say we are all the children of Allah. They attribute to Allah children. A'udhu billah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala لم يتخذ صاحبا Allah didn't have Allah does not have a wife. Do you understand the implications? Allah doesn't have a wife. You don't have a wife, how you have children? You understand? We're not talking from a standpoint of kayfiyah. We're not saying or, 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 or from a standpoint of, of, of what's yunkin. Uh, we're not talking from a standpoint of what's possible. No. We're talking about, do you see the filthy implications they launch at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by saying he has children while knowing he has no wife? You understand? Because if one of us came and we had children, but we didn't have a wife, how do we get that kid? Not from a legal way, not from a good way, not from a wholesome way. Right? You understand? You see the evil, what they're saying about Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala, subhanAllah. Allah, He is greater than what they attribute to Him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala, He did not take a wife. And Allah ta'ala, He does not have any children. He does not have any son, nor does He have daughters. Because a son and or a daughter, a child, when, when the individual has a child, that child is what? Juz'un min al-walid. Wa shabihun bil-walid. It is a piece of the father and is like the father. You understand? That when a man has children and that child is going to be a piece of the father and like the father. It's going to be similar to the father. But Allah Jalla wa'ala لَيْسَ لَهُ شَرِيكٌ وَلَا شَبِيهٌ وَهُوَ غَنِيُّ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى Because Allah, He doesn't have any partners. He doesn't have anything that is similar to Him. And he is rich, he is greater, he is above that, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is above that, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. فَلَيْسَ بِحَاجَةٍ إِلَى الْأَوْلَادِ And Allah Ta'ala, He's in no need of children. Allah Ta'ala, He's in no need of children. إِنَّمَا هَذَا فِي الْبَشَرِ But rather, this is with regards to human beings. We are in need of children. وَالْمَخْلُوقَاتِ The creation. هِيَ الَّتِي بِحَاجَةٍ إِلَى الْأَوْلَادِ 
the creation, they are the ones who are in need of children. Whereas Allah, He's in no need of children. So Allah doesn't have any sons, nor does He have any daughters. You will find the mushrikun, they call the angels the daughters of Allah, and this is incorrect, because the angels, they are not, uh, they don't manifest as females, they are not feminine, okay? Uh, and they're not little babies, okay, with wings and the like. Now, this is incorrect, this is not permissible for us to uh, have and hold these beliefs or to propagate these beliefs or to perpetuate uh, these beliefs and the like, but rather we have to refute the likes of these things by teaching the truth of what Islam uh, has uh, taught us. And also from this standpoint, uh, the ulama they explain that it is not permissible to change the name of angels to feminine names and the name our daughters with them. So for example, it's not permissible to name a girl, for example, uh, Jibreela, for example. Right? Because this is not permissible. No, it's not permissible to name a daughter or to take an angel's name and to, fem and to make it feminine. Because doing such is agreeing with the beliefs of the polytheists that the angels are daughters, are daughters or are feminine. Now, so this is another another point that we need to mention. That is a benefit is that we're not allowed to name our daughters with uh, the names of angels uh, and the like. And in general, you'll find that the seller it wasn't from their way to pick or to name themselves or their children after angels. Uh, the only angel that you'll find that they should be named after was Malik. And Malik, he is responsible and he is the guardian of the hellfire. This was the only angel that the seller used to name their children after was Malik. Nah, was Malik. That's it. But to take this word Malik, right, and to feminize it, then not, this is not, this is not permissible. This is not permissible. Because then we'll be agreeing with the aqeedah of the mushrikeen. Or mushrikeen. Nah. طيب inshallah هذا فنكتفي بهذا القدر وصلى وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين جزاكم الله خيرا أسأل الله تعالى أن يوفقني وإياكم لما يحبه ويرضى ويجعلنا من الذين يستمعون قولا فيتبعون أحسنا آمين